Blog Talk well, Radio. Well, there's Block Talk Radio. And it's Mark Cormus back with another episode of the Mark Cormus Show. This one's Gillette Enters the Culture War. If you haven't seen this ad, I only have so much time with a uh, Blog Talk Radio free podcast. So go check it out. Uh, I will not summarize it or all the ridiculous debates that have gone on around it. You can find all that online for yourself. What I want to talk about is the fact that we are having a conversation um, where we're watching different commercials. And you could say, well, it's the commercial's fault. It's not a very good commercial. It's mm, complicated as far as uh, does it define its terms. No, not really. It's not really a razor company's job to define terms like masculinity or toxic masculinity or what is bullying or what is harassment, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They are just, as it were, taking a position on an issue that is hot right now in the, as they say, in the wake of the Me Too movement. And the question is, is there such a thing as, quote, unquote, toxic masculinity? And if there is, how do we distinguish it from plain old regular masculinity? And I use the word old advisedly because some people will say, well, there's traditional masculinity and that's awful. The American uh, Psychological Association came out with a report in the past week uh, suggesting that there are, shall we say, issues for men and boys with their psychology with how do you treat them because of masculine expectations of stoicism and not admitting you feel pain, not seeking help, and this leading to higher rates of suicide. Uh, And there are people who will say, well, stoicism is what it means to be a man. But one could say, well, stoicism is what it means to be a human being, uh, a healthy one, to be able to endure certain amounts of pain without – without going to pieces over it. However, sometimes you need help, and sometimes the pain is bad. You need, if not psychological help, you might need chemical help if it's bad enough. And, of course, then if the, with the opioid crisis, you can abuse that, and you can end up killing yourself. So it's all a big, huge argument culturally that we're having right now as to what is proper behavior, what is not proper behavior. I think it's important to make on the one hand, a distinction, when we're talking about Me Too, there's wolf whistling and other sort of piggish behavior. Then, you know, going a step above that, there's uh, sexual harassment and behavior like that. And then going beyond that, there is rape and sexual assault. And it's Unfortunately, the case that to some extent these are all getting lumped together as bad things men do, that men are like this for some reason uh, because I guess men are, quote-unquote, supposed to be the aggressors, quote-unquote, unquote, rather. And the fact is men, yes, in traditional terms have pursued women, but that being said – there are better and worse ways to do that. And let me just get a quote here from Gillette as to what it is that they say they were trying to do with this ad. And this is from Damon Jones, Vice President, Global Communications and Advocacy at Procter & Gamble, which is the company that owns Gillette. Quote, we're not saying all guys are bad. 
we're not trying to misrepresent any one individual. What we're saying is, as a collective group, let's have a little less bad behavior and more good. That's the big message behind it, unquote. And that's from Forbes, an article uh, that just came out by Michelle King uh, about 12 hours ago, earlier today on Sunday, January 20th, 2019. So if you took a look at it that way, then the people who are celebrating this commercial are right. Maybe it's not a great commercial, but, you know, the message is we're not trying to say any individual is bad, but any individual who does bad things should stop doing them, and we as men should try to do better. Well, some people... You could say, well, they're just, they want to be brutes and how dare they, uh, how dare they criticize this commercial. But the fact is some people resent being told, well, a lot of men behave badly. That's your problem. Well, it's my problem if I behave badly. It's not my problem necessarily if other people behave badly, especially when I'm not around to see it. I can't be responsible for quote unquote, all all of man or all of the male gender. And Unfortunately, there is a sense, and it's you can see it right in there. Uh, we're saying as a collective group. Well, is it? Are we talking about individuals? Or are we talking about collective groups? Are we talking about toxic masculinity? Are we talking about masculinity in general? Are we talking about you know? There's a scene in there of boys, and some people say, well, they're just play wrestling, and other people say, well, no, no, it's a it's a fight. It's not a hundred percent clear to me. I think it's a fight, and I think that's why it was broken up. Because it wasn't just play. Um, But a lot of times, these issues are complicated. It's not 100% clear from the outside, particularly when you're just watching a commercial and it's a few-second snippet of who started it and how serious is it and what's going on. And say, boys will be boys. Well, yes, sometimes boys will be boys, and sometimes they're fighting and they shouldn't do that. Which is which? Where are the lines to be drawn? And the commercial, it's again, as I say, it's not the commercial's responsibility to figure all this out, but they should have tried, I think, to be a little more clear. Unless, of course, and this is really the question, this is all the purpose of this whole ad, was to draw, to draw people in and get people angry at each other and get people arguing and yelling and screaming and saying that you just don't get it. You hate all women on the one hand or... Uh, you hate all men, on the other hand, and there's been an awful lot of, of, of screaming and shouting to that effect. But is that in the commercial? Well, it, it, initially the commercial was massively disliked. It was like a 9 or 10 to 1 ratio on YouTube of dislikes to likes. Now it's settled in, it seems, as two-thirds dislikes and one-third likes. And as a general rule, from my totally unscientific observation, it seems... Generally speaking, all else equal, women tend to think that, you know, this ad was pretty reasonable. And all else equal, more so the men are the ones that have the problem with the ad. And, you know, there is a certain a certain kind of feminist, an Andrea Dworkin or a Catherine McKinnon type feminist that does really seem to hate men. And that you could say, well, then feminism is nihilistic man hatred. And then there are a lot of feminists who will say, no, 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 those people aren't representative. Uh, You need to pick a more representative uh, type of feminism to discuss with. And all we are saying is that men should behave better, like in this commercial. We're not saying, you know, men are evil, uh, men are a collective, you know, brute force uh, 
against women and their patriarchal capitalist society oppresses and we need a socialist revolution to destroy the patriarchy, etc., etc. But a lot of feminists aren't clear and sometimes they'll say things that kind of veer off into that territory, which then gives people like men who are skeptical of feminism, a group in which I include myself, I, I have issues with feminism as as an ideology because I don't know which it is. And the fact of the matter is, ask a few different feminists and you'll get a few different answers. And in the old days, I could just say, well, I can tell you what the essential of feminism is. Uh, the essential of it is uh, misandric man-hatred, and that's all there is to be said about it. I'm not so sure anymore. I think that that's certainly the case with a lot of feminists, but I don't think it's the case with all because I know a few, more than a, more than a few actually, a few dozen, I would say, that that's not what they're saying. And you could say, well, they're just useful idiots for the, the ideology and the movement, which really is misandric and, and, uh, and hates men and wants to destroy capitalism and freedom and stoicism and all the masculine virtues. They want to smash it all in the name of socialist revolution to enslave us all to some sort of feminist dictatorship. Well, again, some, but on the other hand, there are, it seems to me, based on the reactions to this, some men who just really do want to be brutish and wolf whistle and obnoxious and uh, engage in improper behavior and tell women, well, what you really meant to say was, or explain, quote unquote, mansplain to them. Those are real things that seem to happen that women seem to be trying to raise an alarm about, and a lot of men just don't seem interested in listening. And you could say, well, it's the women's fault. They're doing it in the vehicle. They're using the vehicle feminism, and as we all know, the essential of feminism is man-hatred. Therefore, this can all be dismissed as just women uh, feminists whining and, you know, who needs to listen to feminists? Well, I don't listen to feminists, particularly the radical ones, but I do listen to women, and they're not necessarily the same thing. And I'm seeing a lot of conflating, a lot of putting things together that don't belong together. I see a lot of people getting angry um, on the one hand of, you know, uh, watching this commercial saying this is proof the people that are angry at this are proof that, you know, men just don't get it, and on the other hand... People saying, you know, this is proof of how the culture is is totally, you know, in thrall of feminism and uh, wants to destroy masculinity. I'm not sure it's either. I think it's just a razor blade company trying to sell products and get people talking. And I take them at their word. I just take it they're confused. So I don't think this is ad is an evil attack on men. But on the other hand, I don't think it's going to if it's stated purpose is to get people to behave better, I don't know that it's going to do that because people are being defensive. And when people are being defensive, they're not inclined to change or to think anything's wrong with them. The problem is, you know, the other people over there and not them. So if we want to be better people, and I think we should all try to be better people. Um, some of us, I think have farther to go. And I do think that the people who are, who have farther to go and have, how shall we say they're more problematic to use a certain kind of terminology um, people that are more problematic are not going to be they're not going to be reached by using the word like uh, concept like quote unquote toxic masculinity 
they're just going to say this is code for man hatred and misandry and and I don't have to listen to it and I don't have anything to learn from anyone who says it and that's unfortunate but on the other hand when you're dealing with people online you're not dealing with your friends for the most part you're dealing with random strangers of other people's friends of friends of random Twitter followers and what have you and you don't have to treat them with respect you can just say well you're just a caricature of a feminist and I know what those people are like or you're just a caricature of a men's right act, men's rights activist or an alt right, you know, misogynist bigot, and I know what those people are like, and so I am completely licensed to treat you like garbage. You could do that um, when you're dealing with semi-anonymous, random online people, but my suggestion and my hope is maybe don't. Maybe assume that you know if it's a friend of a friend on Facebook and you're in a conversation that. Maybe you should assume good faith that the other person isn't a complete monster on either side. And as far as Twitter goes, well, this is why I don't tweet, uh, because it's you've heard of most likely spaceport is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Well, it's nothing compared to Twitter. So I could go on, and some would say I already have gone on far too long, but I guess I... I will close with a recommendation to read the SlateStarCodex.com, SlateStarCodex.com, S-L-A-T-E, S-T-A-R-C-O-D-E-X.com on the Mott, M-O-T-T-E, and Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, Doctrine. Take a look, Slate Star Codex, Mott and Bailey, that's what's going on here. It's a debate that shouldn't be happening, or at least shouldn't be happening this way. So, let's see, Slayton Star, oh, yeah, see, I got confused, and it says telling me to stream. See, this is the thing is I have, I'm talking on the phone. I have no fancy microphone. I have a free stream, and it's telling me I had 15 minutes, but then it says I have 14. Well, anyway, the point is I'm now rambling, so I'm going to cut this thing off because apparently I do only have 37 more seconds. But the Martin Bailey Doctrine on SlateStarCodex.com, it's an interesting piece, and I'll see if I can try to edit the episode uh, notes so that you can see the link there. Uh, an interesting piece on how people you know, need to argue for what they're arguing for and try to treat everyone that they talk to with a little more decency and an assumption of good faith. Thank you very much, and until next time, this has been the Mark Corma Show. Bye.